Well, here we are. It is time, Simba. If you understand that reference, you might be about the age where we should be working together. It's possible. But it is now one of three times a year that I'm accepting clients for my freedom framework, overcoming food sensitivities and increasing energy without unnecessary restriction. My goal for my one-on-one clients is to take them through frameworks and explore tools for achieving 50, 80, 90% of their goals in just a few months and show them how to continue to heal on their own so they don't need me anymore. Honestly, I think we're doing great one-on-one work here, helping women that would otherwise be falling through the cracks, thinking that they're just aging, that they're just moms, that they just, and it may be true that they just have stress when really those stress hormones and their other core systems just really need some serious support and some serious love to serve them for years to come without symptoms. So if you'd like to clear inflammation, eczema, food sensitivities, or improve energy and brain clarity, I'd love to chat with you. You can book a call with me at kristabigler.com forward slash FSS, kristabigler.com forward slash FSS, and that link will be in the show notes. Of all the antioxidants that are recruited to the cell wall, 90% of those antioxidants are vitamin E. Of the tens of thousands of other antioxidants, they are antioxidants, but they don't go to the cell wall. Stress is the inflammation that robs us of life, energy, and happiness. Our typical solutions for gut health and hormone balance have let a lot of us down. We're over-medicated and underserved. At The Less Stressed Life, we're a community of health-savvy women exploring solutions outside of our traditional Western medicine toolbox and training to raise the bar and change our stories. Each week, our hope is that you leave our sessions inspired to learn, grow, and share these stories to raise the bar in your life and home. All right. So I, today, I'm very excited about this. This is really a nerd episode. So I have Dr. Barry Tan. He's hailed as a trailblazer and as the world's foremost expert on vitamin E, which I don't know about you. There's a lot of nutrition professionals in the audience. I hope you're all as excited as I am about this. We just got done with a 15-minute conversation about a natto being a source of vitamin E and traveling to the south of Peru, which is where I just got back from. So Dr. Tan is a scientist first and foremost, and he earned his PhD in chemistry and biochemistry from the University of Otango, New Zealand, and spent several years as a professor at University of Massachusetts. His research expertise includes lipid-soluble nutrients, carotenoids, CoQ10, vitamin E, E E-vitaminers is what it says. I'm going to ask him all about this, and omega-3s that impact chronic conditions. He was the first to introduce tocotrienols benefit to the nutritional industry and developed the first ever tocopherol-free tocotrienol product derived from Anato, which is why he had to travel to Peru to try to find this plant. And he was able to just reach over and grab all these photos <laughs> of his trip to Peru. He continues to collaborate with numerous universities worldwide to further tocotrienol research. And beyond that, he now spans into, I can't even say this word. What is Geronol, geronol. Okay, well. Geronol, geronol. It's a critical endogenous nutrient for healthy aging. So he is currently the president of American River Nutrition and Natural Health R&D company. He started with his wife, Elizabeth, in 1998. And his mission is simple to improve the everyday health 
of people's lives. Welcome, Dr. Tan. Thank you so much. Thank you for introducing me. Looking forward to your podcast. All right. So I'm excited to talk about vitamin E and Eva. Was that correct? It said E-vitamers. Yeah, sometimes people, vitamin E would be fine. (laughs) E-vitamin just means that there are uh, more than one E like that. So so uh, for the big, broad sweep, there are two classes of vitamin E. The common one in your cereal box would be tocopherol. And then the lesser known one, which is what I've spent most of my adult uh, life uh, studying, is called, I I tell you the word, it's a little bit mouthful of a word, tocotrienol. So tocopherol, that is common one, and the less common one, tocotrienol. And almost all the studies favor the tocotrienol in uh, connecting with chronic health conditions. Mm. Okay. So, well, let's, we'll back up. I want to jump right in there, but we better back Mm -hmm. up to talk about why should people care about vitamin E, especially in terms of aging. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> I can even set it to make it more stunning for the listener. Why should people, you should not care about vitamin E. In the late 1990s and 2000, there were a lot of published work that vitamin E didn't work and at best. And at worst, it may even cause women to have breast cancer and men to have prostate cancer. So I've just told you the worst of the worst on vitamin E like that. That kind of vitamin E at the time was referring to tocopherol. If you look at the study, they're all tocopherol. And tocotrienol clearly is a non-present. Nobody talks about it. Even today, I'm bringing forth the understanding of tocotrienol. Then why vitamin E and why tocotrienol? If you take several steps back, each of us have about 38 trillion cells in our body. We usually don't think like that, 38 trillion cells. That approximate to 5,000 times the population of the Earth, a big number. But if you think of a cell, just think of it, it looked like the mouse here. All the content inside the cell and surrounding the cell would be cell membrane. And the cell membrane contains the content of the cell. Otherwise, the cell cannot exist. So if you think of it in the practical sense, the cell membrane would be like a gated community. A well-gated community will help those within to function properly. Nutrients go in and waste goes out. Just very simple like that. Now, what the audience may or may not know is almost all the content of the cell walls are fat. When you think of a person, say, having 30% fat or 35% fat, we are thinking of the love handle, the butt, or the arm, something like that. That's not where most of the fat are. Most of the fat are actually in the cell wall. That's one, one note. The second note would be they are there are thousands and thousands of antioxidants out there. So if I were not to be a scientist, I would be confused like mad because the word antioxidant is overused. I can help you to navigate that very simply. If you think of the four major food groups, fat, protein, carbohydrate, usually we think of these three, but actually there's a fourth one, and that would be nucleic acid. All the DNA, this and that, we need, need nucleic acid. Of all these four categories, the fat is the easiest to get oxidized. So I am more interested in the fat to get oxidized, how to protect it, because it is the lowest line fruit to go get bad. If you don't believe me, you drive over a roadkill on a hot summer day, you smell that, you'll know what I mean. You have a stick of butter on uh, outside on a hot summer day, you go back to smell the stick of butter two hours later, you know, that is fat oxidation like that. So therefore, protecting the cell wall, which is mostly fat, is most important to me. 
Now I got your attention. I'll tell you this. Of all the antioxidants that are recruited to the cell wall, 90% of those antioxidants are vitamin E. Of the tens of thousands of other antioxidants, they are antioxidants, but they don't go to the cell wall. So therefore, I care about vitamin E and how they would protect the cell to allow it to be a proper gated community. That's it. So the antioxidant capability is all important and vitamin E can do that. Got it. Okay. So we've got this, I always call this the phospholipid layer of every cell. Is yes, that right? Yes. Yep. That is so correct. in order for the phospholipid layer of the cell to move nutrients in and out of the cell, vitamin E is a huge piece of it. Is that That's another it. way to say that? Yeah. Yes. 100%. Okay. I avoided saying phospholipid because I don't know if the audience would need explanation. I said, but since you said yes, the phospholipid is the one that line up the entire cell wall. So mostly the phospholipid, if I were to make a guess, probably about 70-80% of each phospholipid is fat. So therefore, if you think of the cell wall, it is three quarter of it fat or more. And this makes such a big difference. I mean, I think about this all the time with clients because if we're having any issues with fatty acid digestion, with what's going on with the gallbladder, the liver, et cetera, all of this can be affected, right? Yes, that's um, So all of our A, D, E, and K or fat-soluble nutrients can be impacted and that's going to impact the ability for the cells to get nutrients in and out of the cell, which is where all the magic is going to happen inside the cell, right? So you at some point discovered, hey, vitamin E seems to be the big under-acknowledged powerhouse for the cell wall. Is that right? For anti-aging. And so then you decided, I'm going to dive into vitamin E research. And the I don't know, the rest is history, perhaps. Um, And you can interrupt me at any time, but we can get in a little bit more into these differences. I have some more questions about tocopherols versus tocotrienols. And I know you have studied mostly tocotrienols, but I'm using what I think are really good vitamin E supplements. Well, I want to go back to something else you said. You said that tocopherols in early literature in, in maybe the late 90s said that, hey, the tocopherols are associated with negative impacts. Well, and I am using a vitamin E that I think is good, but it is different types of tocopherols. So it's unesterified tocopherol complex of like different types of tocopherols, D gamma, D delta, D beta tocopherols. Mm -hmm. Does that make Mm -hmm. a difference? So I'm using vitamin E for a few different reasons, but one reason I like vitamin E is it kind of mimics progesterone or helps support progesterone a bit. What would you say about these tocopherols? Because I'm using this one. I always thought it was really good. And and you're saying, hey, tocotrienols is the only way to go. So... How about we say with the tocopherol from the question you asked, mm-hmm. if you think of the tocopherol, the four Greek letters is mm-hmm. alpha, beta, delta, and gamma tocopherol. The mm-hmm. D that you mentioned, it just means it is a, the arrangement in space, and D is what the plant makes. That's it. Mm. And uh, it just means from the Latin word dextro. And then mm-hmm. sometimes it's L, levo. And then when they make it synthetically, it's DL, it's dextro and levo 50-50 like that. Mm-hmm. They cannot make one or the other. They just blend together. But the plant always make the dextro and then enhance D like that. Plant largely make gamma tocopherol. 
like in soya bean and in corn, and they make this to protect the fat and oil. So I always tell my audience that you know the plant never makes things for human being. We just got it into their head that the plant make it for us. We're just lucky and should be thankful that the plant make this. And the plant make this usually to protect themselves from going bad. And usually, plant they make a lot of this is when they have a lot of vegetable oil. La la, don't don't it say something? They make a lot of vitamin E to protect their vegetable oil. So oils and fat is the reason why plant makes them. Which is why in human being, the more fat we contain, the more it need to be protected. And again, I said, holding the love handle is not it. It more because most of our fat is in the cell wall. Your eyes cannot see. There's just too many of them, and that's where the vitamin E is. And human don't make vitamin E, so we, therefore we depend on oil and fat to give it to us. But the plant makes mostly gamma tocopherol, and hence, if you take a mixed tocopherol that contain delta and gamma tocopherol would be better than it would be the more famous uh, vitamin E, which is alpha tocopherol. That's one. So there is a misunderstanding of E, and furthermore, there's a misuse of E, and also misunderstanding. I'll tell you where the misunderstanding is. I'm actually spending time to help people to understand. Alpha tocopherol became a vitamin not because of its antioxidant property or anything else. It became a vitamin because it helped the fetus to get to full term. That should just stop everybody for a moment. So therefore, vitamin E is a birth vitamin, and I'm 99% sure that the, the audience is drawing a blank. Really, really. It is known as a vitamin because it helped the fetus to go to full term. This has been shown exactly 100 years ago by two scientists and pediatricians from UC Berkeley. That's it. But however, it is very shortly after that they found out it's a very powerful antioxidant. So that was uh, probably the 1930s like that. So therefore, when where does it show up that the tocotrienol. Tocotrienol show up in the 1960, almost 40, 50 years after. It is almost a runt, R-U-N-T, of the vitamin E. They almost never got born like that. I know it's pun intended. So therefore, when it is show up, and then soon after, I became a UMass professor. I began to study this. And then that was in the 1980s. And 1990s, everybody's doing research with alpha tocopherol. That's fine. But then in 2000, all the alpha tocopherol study bombed. So when it bombed, I thought, I'm in deep trouble because they're going to throw the baby with the bathwater and nobody's going to be interested in toco try, you know. But I persisted. I persisted to study this. And now I'm happy to say after another 20 years, so now my research life is nearly over like that, but I persisted on this, and I can tell you this, that when it comes to vitamin E, it works on chronic conditions. And of all the chronic conditions we study, dyslipidemia, prediabetes, diabetes, metabolic syndrome, and then people with fatty liver disease, it's a big, big, big group already like that. Mm -hmm. And we consistently see tocotrienol mitigate this kind of conditions that tocopherol does not share. So I leave you to decide which one you want to pick up for discussion. That's what I have found over the years. And then separately, we have about six to eight clinical trials that we study on tocotrienol with people with advanced cancer. 
that's a whole class by itself. So it's these are all the studies that I have done. And clinical study take a long, long time to study. Animal study will probably have a hundred of them like that. So there you have it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, got it. Well, let's talk a little bit more about tocotrienols, which is mm-hmm. where you spend your time and you're, it's making an impact on dyslipidemia, prediabetes, metabolic syndrome, fatty liver disease, as well as other things. So let's talk about this because we're talking about these extracts. Maybe we need to zoom out a little bit. Where do we get tocotrienols? officially? How do we procure them? Tell me about some of the research and give me some examples of how you've seen this make a difference, especially if you want to share about what you guys are doing in cancer research, which maybe we want to go that route in a little bit. Now, in terms of where you get them, when you go online, if you type vitamin E, there will be, let's say there's a hundred companies show vitamin E, and you should expect that 90, 95% of them will be tocopherol. So you have to screen them out. And then you get like five or less than 10 of them tocotrienol. Then there will be three. You're going to see three rice, which is very few. A lot of them will be palm tocotrienol from palm. And then there'll be anato, A-N-N-A-T-T-O. You want to look for anato. And why is this? Because palm and rice contain 25 to 50% of their content as tocopherol. You don't want that. You want tocotrienol as is tocotrienol because that's the one that is doing the function. So they are not though. If it is made by us in Massachusetts, we are the only people who make tocotrienol in the United States in Massachusetts here. Then we carry the trademark Delta Gold. D-E-L-T-A, like Delta Airline, Delta Gold, because most of the vitamin E is Delta tocotrienol, and then a little bit of gamma tocotrienol, and nothing else. Companies you can buy it from, you can go, if you type Delta Gold tocotrienol, it probably lists you all the company. Two or three companies that i did very happy with, the Designs for Health. You can buy from Amazon, you can buy from them directly. And another company would be Allergy Research Group, AC Grace, just to name a few, they are the people that use our toco trainer and they brand their own names. That's mm. it. We just make bulk. We don't make finished product. But however, the clinical study, if you go to my website, you can download all the study that we produce because we hone in on it. Mm-hmm. You asked about what would be some studies we did. We first study people to lower cholesterol. They typically lower 15 to 20%. And the amount that they take would be more like 100 to 200 milligram, something like that per day. We also encourage people to take 100 to 200 milligram as an antioxidant protection. For pre-diabetes and diabetes, they take usually about three to 400 milligram like that. And then, or at least the clinical study, we did that. And then for cancer study, we had study that done with about 600 milligram or even higher. So those are the broad sweep. You said, what are the some condition? In the most recent study we did was on people with uh, fatty liver disease. Fatty liver disease definitely is in the group of people who have insulin resistance metabolic syndrome. We decided to go after fatty liver disease about six, seven years ago, Krista. And, and the reason we did that is this. I noticed that the liver is the largest solid organ and about 90 to 100 million Americans have fatty liver. 
And 30 years ago, we would insult the liver so badly from alcohol to have this. And today, dietarily, we can even destroy the liver. Nothing to do with alcohol. So this fatty liver thing is very important. If the audience would Google NAFLD, non-alcohol fatty liver disease, you can find out CDC and everybody writes about it. So it's really a very dramatic thing that need attention and no drugs to do that. So we decided to give people tocotrienol. First, in the three-month study, we saw that the liver enzyme dropped. So that was a good sign. That was published. We continue another study of the same. And then we study people with liver enzyme, inflammation, and then triglyceride because the triglyceride tend to be high and the sugar moderately high like that. That also dropped. So that was very encouraging. Then I decided that I should stop. Then, But meanwhile, I thought, since the liver is such a large organ, let's do a one-year study. And the one-year study really takes three years to do. One year is just the exact length of time you got to recruit people. You got to finish up. They take a long time. And here we saw, we saw the statosis, the fat in the liver removed. And then the fibrosis is also arrested. So we published that. So right now we have a time-dependent study. We give the same dose, time-dependent study on three, six, and 12-month study. They consistently work to reduce inflammation, met metabolism dysfunction, and then sugar, liver, and also look at fibrosis and cetosis. We also have a surprising find, Krista, that in the study, we noticed that people at three, six, and 12 months, they lost weight. They lost approximately 5% of the weight, meaning translating to about 10 to 15 pounds. I resisted in doing that because it was not in the design. It's very easy. They just have to stand on the weighing balance. They can find it out, you know? So, mm -hmm. so we have to figure how to say that. Because if I say it's a weight loss product, then people would expect something would happen in a month or less. But we never had a study about one month. Our shortest study was three months, three, six, and 12 months. But so now I know how to say it. They lose weight. We have documented that they lost weight 10 to 15 pounds at three months, six months, and 12 months. So right now, not a bragging right, but to let people know that they consistently and sustainably lost weight at the earliest time point of three months, also sustained at six months and 12 months. We think that it is not necessarily a weight loss product. Instead, their metabolism is so out of kilter. It came back into balance and the inflammation decreased and the body is able to sustain itself. And with it, they begin to lose weight. So actually the weight gain is an inflammatory process. So when they lost the inflammation, the weight loss. So if I say like that, I will be a lot more comfortable than strike out on a weight loss thing, which I'm never comfortable. You know, many weight loss products and then they come back. You see, there's something right. is wrong with the weight loss product, but now I can consistently say that even after 12 months, they stay lost. So I, I'm thrilled. So that is the last, you asked me for some example. That's probably our best example we had so far. Well, tell me about with this three, six and 12 month study that you're doing, what's the dose of tocotrienol that you're giving that people are we taking gave, per day? 
we gave people 300 milligram two times a day. So mm. uh, every day will be 600 milligram, and then they should take it with a meal because it's uh it's lipid soluble. Mm-hmm. So oh yeah, here's my pill. See that? If we see the toco trienol, the 300 milligram is actually very small, like that here. Mm-hmm. It is more like this. This will be the actual size, and then you see from palm. Even at 200 milligram is already three to four times the size of the 300 milligram. So mm-hmm. we concentrate this to the highest concentration we could. Mm-hmm. And we ask people to take it with a meal. So particularly people who have fat malabsorption and sometimes they may have the gallbladder taken. Mm-hmm. or people that have cystic fibrosis like that, their problem with fat absorption. So they, if they take it with a meal, then they have a chance to have it fully emulsified and the tocotrienol would absorb better. Then it would be on an empty stomach. If for no other reason, it's lipid soluble. So it should be taken mm-hmm. from meal. Right, 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 right. I was just thinking about these people's weight loss. And that's always, you know, such a fun, it perks people's ears up. But I think we want to stop and say like you, well, what was wrong, right? The, they had a lot of metabolic dysfunction. Why do they have metabolic dysfunction? I mean, at a at a basic level, do we even get nutrients in and out of our cells? I think, right? Or can our yeah. liver even function very well? So if you can impact, I mean, the impact of vitamin E, like many nutrients, right, has so many different functions that if you're really supporting something that makes such a big difference on such a every single cell getting yeah, yeah. out, then the sky's the limit on the possibilities that can happen. And and our body likes to store waste in fat, right? So if we improve our abilities, our body's ability to process through that or our liver's ability to deal with toxic burden, then we can naturally lose weight as well, right? Yeah. And you know, right now, this is probably going to be our last. I keep saying that, but I keep changing my mind, you know. Our last study is done in Texas. So we're studying men and women with obesity, which means that BMI is uh, 30 to 35. So now they're carrying a lot of inflammation in their body. And so we'll see where they would go. The study would not complete until the end of next year like that. And the pandemic have hampered the progress somewhat. So, but we are now continuing that. So that's that piece. The cancer study that we're doing in Denmark is continuing. So we right now, I know you didn't ask, but I just thought I'll spill oh, I'm it happy in case. I'm happy like you're spilling the, <laughs> spilling the details. <laughs> yeah. We are studying four cancers and my colleague is studying in Florida, is studying pancreatic cancer. And the four cancer we're doing in Denmark are, are two of them uh, for women and the other two are men and women. So they are ovarian, breast, lung, and colon cancer. So of all these four cancers, we are four and then my colleague five, we have some results from two of them. The pancreatic cancer, even as low as 200 milligram, the excised tumor, we saw that the tocotrienol would kill the cancer in the excised tumor. So that's mm. one. In the Danish study, the ovarian cancer came out. 
These are stage four cancer patient crystal, meaning that they have no more available option. So therefore, the design of the study would be the the uh, people on standard of care with chemotherapy and standard of care with tocotrienol. They take very high doses, like 900 milligram, 300 milligram, three times a day. Remember, they're stage four, not three, two, or one like that. Right. So there are no available option. And the study was initially designed for six months because after six months, those who are standard of care, they die, you know, mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. So they're not there. So after six months on, on the control study, they're no more. But on the one that are doing a standard of care plus tocotrienol, 60, 70% of them are still living. Mm-hmm. So the study would have stopped. That would be very dramatic. But the nurses decided that they want the study to continue. So the principal investigator said, that if we continue the study, what are we going to compare with? Because the other group, they are not there anymore to compare. Anyway, they managed to get approval for the study to continue up to 24 months, which means four times longer. Mm-hmm. And even after 24 months, 25% of them still living. So there's something to be said, you know, when something is terminal, then they still have a chance for the tocotrienol to act, to figure out how to kill the cancer cell, even in such dire situations. So mm-hmm. we're happy yeah. with the reason. Right. Now you got to make it even stronger. And you're taking it orally. So like there's no injection to a certain site or no, I mean, it's just, just orally and letting the body kind of do what it needs to do. Yeah, uh, currently that's what we're doing. If we were to be in the process of drug making, we'll probably mm-hmm. will have one water soluble and intravenously given it. But we are not a drug company; we're just giving it orally like that. And actually, I was not going to go into the cancer. I went there because there were hundreds and hundreds of published study on delta tocotrienol and in animal study. If you just put delta tocotrienol and cancer, you're going to see a lot of paper published. And then we decided to do some clinical trials like that. Otherwise, we'd have stayed in the chronic conditions like I mentioned to you on the fatty liver dyslipidemia, type 2 diabetes, and that, like that. And by the way, you mentioned healthy people. We have one study that we did originally. We did two healthy people study, postmenopausal women uh, like that. So they're probably about 50 and older like that. And they're otherwise no other thing like that. And we found out that it increased and bettered their metabolism. We also study men and women's elderly, 60 to 65 years old, and we saw that the inflammation is reduced. So for healthy people who would take it, it would reduce the inflammation and or reduce oxidative stress on them. You, Your talk is the less stressed life. So if, if you have no other thing, you're squeaky clean, you just take one to 200 milligram for no no other reason other than an antioxidative protection. Mm-hmm. Well, oxidative stress is the cause of aging and wrinkles and cancer. <laughs> That's so right. We all want to reduce our oxidative, our, our body's rust for sure. Okay, so we've talked about some of the chronic things that tocotrienols are helping with that you're getting to see. You answered this in a different way, but I want to clarify it. Are tocopherols harmful or just not as superior or substandard to tocotrienols? I would, no, tocopherol is not harmful if you, except for alpha tocopherol. I have some guarded comment on my alpha tocopherol. 
a gamma to cough fraud. We actually review a study. It just got published. If you're interested, after we finish, you send an email to Jen, and then I'll send you the paper. It just got published like two, three weeks ago. They compare all the four to cough fraud and all the four to go try not and find out the antioxidative thing. Mm. Alpha to cough fraud didn't work. Is interestingly, and then among the tocopherol delta and gamma tocopherol work, and then on the tocotrienol series, the tocotrienol is more potent antioxidant than tocopherol, and the delta and gamma tocotrienol are the best. So I let the audience know. Just remember the two Greek letter delta and gamma. So delta mm-hmm. and gamma tocopherol and delta and gamma tocotrienol. Why am I concerned about alpha tocopherol? Mm. Alpha tocopherol is the only vitamin E that have a transport protein. What does that mean? If you want a chemical to go through the cell wall, most time a compound like that they go to passive diffusion. That means that you have concentration low and concentration high, and the concentration high side will go to the low side. It's just engineering; it's a diffusion. But if you have a transport protein, it just have a right to pass it. You just drag it. And of all the vitamin E, only alpha tocopherol has a transport protein. So if you take a lot of alpha tocopherol, you have a lot of alpha tocopherol stuff in our body. We have absolutely no idea what the alpha tocopherol is there to do. So that's the the main point. So, but with other tocopherols and other and all of the tocotrienol, no such known transport protein. So if you take them, they just passively diffuse and enter the cell wall like that. And in all our clinical study, Krista, we have never found any of the tocotrienol have any uh, side effects to the patients. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's always the best, right? No, sense. yes. Reduced cancer, cancer survival improved, and no. And yes, no that's right. Effects. That's right. <laughs> so, okay, let's talk about geranol. Geranol. Okay, now this is geranol. Geranol, and you acronize it GG. If any of your audience wanted to follow through because I speak too fast, you go to American River Nutrition. Or you type my name, Barry is spelled B-A-R-R-I-E, last name is Tan. It'll probably take you to my website. And then you can download the white paper on GG and on tocotrienol. We also make a third compound called uh, CoQ10 ubiquinol. But I'll just go back to GG. GG is an endogenous nutrient. It means our body makes GG. That's it. So... Because our body make GG, I don't even want to tell why you should take my GG. Like I'm pitching a sale. Because our body make GG, I will focus on this. If our body make GG, why don't Dr. Tan tell me why our body make GG? I'm doing that. And if you got that, I'll be eternally grateful. Our body make GG for three known things that I know. And after you know that, you are not going to go to sleep. You're going to read about this until the sun <laughs> comes down. Okay. This, this compound is not known. And if you study biochemistry textbook, you'll dig it out. Why is not not known? Because American River is the first company in the world making it. And why did I make it? I didn't make it. I am really blessed. I stumbled on this crazy plan 
remove the color and then I found tocotrienol and after I remove the tocotrienol, I still find one or two percent something there. Am I blessed or what? So I was very curious. I look at it and I say, my goodness, this is a chemical compound called GG. What is this compound then the plant to do? See, I started to do that. And then another time I can send you a paper, the plant makes GG for something else. But because we are homo sapien, we're bipedal, we want to know why we make GG. I don't care what plant make GG for, we want to make why we make GG. So I'm explaining to you why we make GG. Our body makes GG because the synthesis of CoQ10 in our body requires GG. Mm. That's it. So without GG, our body cannot make uh, CoQ10. So when you hear people say, oh, uh, CoQ10 is ubiquinone because it's ubiquitous. I can tell you this, CoQ10 is ubiquitous because GG is ubiquitous. Mm. Not CoQ10, it's GG because it's required. Two, you probably heard a lot on the news and in the industry about vitamin K2, mm. natto, fermented soy, blah, 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 all these things. And then usually they refer to MK7 mm-hmm. because it's vitamin K2. And I'm here to tell you to change it. The important thing in our body, the manoquinone is not MK7, it's MK4. Why? Mm. Because when we take vitamin K from green leafy vegetable, that's K1, the moment it enters our body, our body will look for a GG molecule, cut off the tail of the vitamin K1 and stitch the GG onto it. I just explained to you that is MK4. Mm. Did you get that? So if you take vitamin K in your green leafy vegetable, mm-hmm. when it get into your body, it will become MK4. The whole tail of K1 is cut off and a new tail is stitched on it and new tail is GG. And it the needs good bacteria makes, to do that though, right? For no, it, it does not need. The bacteria thing is because the, the people in the industry have so inseminated your mind and inseminated everybody's mind that <laughs> it must be in the gut. And then they make, it is true, but it is not entirely true. Anything fermented like kefir, like cheese, like meat, like all these things, they have MK4 and MK7, like they're correct. If our gut make MK4 and MK7, let me say something that help our audience to be educated and not be swayed away from it. When you go from the elementary canal, from the mouth to the anus, mm-hmm. and then after the stomach, and then you have ileum, georginium, and duodenum, those small intestine is all where the, all the nutrients are absorbed. But when it gets to the colon, that's the making of the poop during that stage, that's where all these MK4 and 7 are made. So when they make this MK4 and 7, the good news is it's just the good bugs go up, the bad bugs go down. But when they make the MK7 and 4, they're not absorbed. I know of no physiology textbook that say that if you make MK7 and MK4 in the colon, anything is absorbed, only water is absorbed. More water absorbed, constipation. Less water absorbed, diarrhea. Anything else, I don't know about. I don't, the colon doesn't absorb nutrients. It's only in the small intestine. So when these things are made, we know, I don't know where it goes. It just makes good bugs grow better, something like that. But MK4, however, is synthesized in 25 to 30 organs in our body. Krista, I'm telling you something that is earth-shaking. 
MK4 is synthesized in 25 to 30 organs in our body. It is not to be understood as making in the gut. That one is just making it maybe to protect the good bugs and then it's pooped off. There's nothing to do with anything that I know. But the industry say that so that you believe MK4 and MK7 is made in the body. When the mouth to the anus, I don't consider part of the body. After it go to the systemic system, then it's part of the body. So uh, let me go to the third one. So GG is required for the synthesis of CoQ10. MK4. That should attract your attention that GG is important for not calcification in the artery, but calcification in the bone. All good. Making CoQ10 to give you energy, the final, and I consider the most important one. About 40% of our body weight is muscle. We hope that as we grow older, it is still 40%. But all of us know you have older parents and so do I. Like that. They have sarcopenia, the loss of muscle mass. And the less they use the muscle, the more loss it would be. Muscle mass, skeletal muscle protein. The synthesis of skeletal muscle protein requires GG. No GG, we cannot synthesize skeletal muscle. And everybody know you have protein, creatine, blah, 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 and then you build muscle. That is only part of the answer. But the making of protein requires GG, and GG is not even an amino acid. And without it, we cannot properly synthesize skeletal muscle. So we are now conducting study. We already have many, many animal study. I'm going to be thrilled, hopefully, God will give me long enough life. I continue to do a lot of research on GG. We are now doing a several study now on myopathy. People who take statin mm. drug have muscle problem. So now we are given people who are taking statin drug. They are given GG to see if GG would mitigate and block statin ability to cause myopathy. Mm. If I could, that is a big deal because mm -hmm. 40 million Americans are taking statin to lower cholesterol. And by the way, the, the way statin work is when it inhibit cholesterol synthesis, cholesterol synthesis is at five carbon and then at 15 carbon, the body make five carbon at a time. 15 carbon, that's cholesterol making. And then at C20 carbon, the C20 is GG. So when you inhibit carbon at C5, it is obligatory that will inhibit C20. People don't care about C20 until now. Now I explain the C20 is inhibited. That's why when people take statin drug, cholesterol drug, CoQ10 drug, and muscle problems show up, the muscle problems show up and the, and the CoQ10 drug is because GG drug. Mm -hmm. That's it. So if you oh. got that... <laughs> You have to interview me on the GG piece. It's a whole thing by itself. Oh, it's going to be. A, I didn't even know it was going to be a whole thing by itself. But <laughs> I think I think maybe we should take them back and put them on tocotrienol and see if we can get their cholesterol to look good. Oh, that would be such a blessing. It would not be as dramatic as satin. Satin lower people cholesterol about forty percent, even better sometimes. And tocotrienol typically half. But still, it is not so severe, and they have mm. all kinds of side effects, you right. know. But no let me make sure I send you the two papers that I have, and then you can read. But until then, 
If your audience listening, please go to my website. You can download the GG papers that we wrote thoroughly to explain to people. And the Toko Trino piece is longer. If anything, you did not pick me up like that. I have put up in this book here, and and I did this as a labor of love. Not even I wanted people to know. And if you give me another two years, I probably will write the truth about GG. But I have to wait. <laughs> He was holding up a book called The Truth About Vitamin E, and you're giving it away at. drbarrytan.com forward slash book, I think. Is that right? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I have one more question about antioxidants because, you know, you're in the antioxidant raw materials, and but you understand fully about how that looks when it goes into supplementation. One of the conversations with antioxidants is how do they not get oxidized in supplement form? And that's why a lot of stuff out there is that's one of the reasons things are garbage, right? On the market is right. because of oxidation. So how do we prevent oxidation in supplementation? I have been championing for the longest time, Krista. I consider among the uh, nutritional supplement that is very readily oxidizable is omega three. A darling in our industry, DHA, mm-hmm. EPA, very oxidizable. I'm trying to champion people. If you take an omega three, is a good thing. If you take oxidized omega three, is really bad. And if you mm-hmm. take a good omega three into your cell wall, they land all over the cell wall, and then your oxidative thing goes up. Therefore, if you take omega three, you should be taking toco trinol. Very simple. But mm-hmm. I've been trying to convince people when they make omega three to make fish oil. Soft gel. Please add uh, Delta Gold or Toco Try not to protect it. So far, I've only been able to convince one company. So it is my track record on this is bad. I'm not happy with this. I'm trying to convince them, but they don't buy my idea. They want to put in other stuff to protect it. So design for health omega three, designs for health multivitamin. Bless their heart. They decided to remove the tocopherol and they put tocotrienol to protect the fish oil, and they use tocotrienol in their multivitamin instead of alpha tocopherol. That's it. Only two places have been successful. However, having said that, so that I'm not beating this to death and say nothing good about alpha tocopherol, I'll say this. Remember, at the beginning, I said, Krista, that alpha tocopherol is known as a vitamin E. Because it brings the fetus to full term. Mm-hmm. I'm not a mother. My wife was. <laughs> mm-hmm. So if anybody were to be expecting mom in a prenatal, you want the prenatal to contain alpha tocopherol. If there would be a good place to do that, that would be the good place to do that mm-hmm. because alpha tocopherol is known to bring the fetus to full term. So if you would advise your listener or your patient. If they are taking a prenatal, make sure that the prenatal have at least a hundred percent RDA of alpha tocopherol, not gamma tocopherol. Other thing that would be the lone exception. In any other time, high gamma, like you said, is good. And if they have chronic condition, a tocotrienol is best, and delta tocotrienol is the king of the tocotrienol. Mm-hmm. So I hope I give a balanced understanding of vitamin E and not defraud the audience in any. One direction or the other. Yeah, and just when we <laughs> thought alpha tocopherol wasn't going to make any, isn't going to emerge on 
top. It totally redeems itself for, uh, for bringing <laughs> Venus Perfect. Well, I could have continued to talk with you about this all day. So we'll come back sometime and we'll talk more about GG and debate all of that. People can find you at berrytan.com or get your book, The Truth About Vitamin E, berrytan.com forward slash book. Anywhere else you want people to go. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for, for listening on. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming today. Sharing and reviewing this podcast is the best way to help us succeed with our mission to help integrate the best of East and West and empower you to raise the bar on your health story. Just go to reviewthispodcast.com forward slash less stressed life. That's reviewthispodcast.com forward slash less stressed life. And you'll be taken directly to a page where you can insert your review and hit post.